What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. It's Wednesday, November 10th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. We have seen walkouts and protests across the country at fast food restaurants, and now we'll take a look at a rebellion inside a McDonald's in Bradford, Pennsylvania. Workers at this fast food chain were unhappy with wages and conditions and banded together to walk out. Frustrated with the lack of support from the franchise owner and even corporate offices, the workers left. And in a good twist, all of them found better paying jobs. Online and elsewhere, these workers received scathing criticism saying they were entitled, but they also did get some support from others in the service industry. Greg Jaffe, national reporter at the Washington Post, joins us for how this walkout took place. Thanks for joining us, Greg. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk about an interesting story you wrote about uh, a fast food worker rebellion at a McDonald's in Bradford, Pennsylvania. You know, we had been hearing stories of walkouts happening across the country in, in, in different areas, you know, limited, not really anything big, but, you know, we saw something a couple of other uh, places. I think uh, there was one in Ohio. There was one in Nebraska at a Burger King where, you know, they put the sign up. We're all walking out because of a low pay and, and bad conditions. You detailed a story that happened in Bradford, as I mentioned, and uh, where, where a group of workers there at a McDonald's just said, hey, we've had enough. We're trying to get better pay. And uh, the owners, the uh, regional managers, nobody was really supporting them. So they took the matters into their own hand. So, uh, Greg, help us walk through some of this story. You start off talking about Dustin Snyder, who was uh, one of the uh, assistant general managers. Yeah, I think he just finally got to the point where, like a lot of retail workers, he just sort of blew. 
And I think what caused him to blow up was they just couldn't keep people. You know, they're paying nine twenty-five an hour in Bradford, Pennsylvania. The New York border is like 10 miles away, and there's a McDonald's maybe 17 miles away owned by the same owner in New York State where the minimum wage for fast food workers is $15 an hour. So these guys are making nine twenty-five. It's a 20-minute drive away. The same workers are making 15 for the exact same job. And as you can imagine, it's just really hard to keep workers under those circumstances. People were just leaving, and they couldn't staff the store, and they were getting blamed for their failure to staff right. the store. Yeah, and, you know, everybody knows kind of the cascading effects, right? Uh, mistakes at the uh, ordering window, uh, mistakes with the food orders, because you're getting this attrition, and you're having new employees, and it's hard to keep up, and all the training, you know, that's how, you know, bad things start happening here. So what was the turning point exactly for Dustin Snyder, who kind of organized the walkout? He he called his other employees around and he said, hey, you know, this is not happening. He had already accepted another job at a lumber mill, so he was kind of on his way out already. But he persuaded others there to do this walkout with him. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So I think the breaking point was they all signed a petition sort of demanding more pay. And even as Dustin's accepts the job at the lumber mill. I mean, he likes McDonald's. He likes his coworkers. He likes being a leader. And so they write this petition saying, you know, we deserve more. 925 is not enough. It's a fairly salty, angry petition. He faxes it off to the corporate office of the franchisee in Buffalo, who I think owns about 20, 25 of these McDonald's, and gets a message back saying, you know, essentially, hey, we were considering giving you a raise, but we're not now because we don't care for this petition. Right. And so that just, I think, causes him to snap. He pulls everyone around him and says, look, these people don't care about us. They treat us badly. It's time for us to just leave, and I'll wow. help everyone get jobs. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess uh, maybe the facts couldn't have been as salty, right? <laughs> but if uh, you know the managers are going to turn around and kind of be that way, yeah, that's going to be what snaps him, uh, snaps them for sure. So then what happens? They grabbed everybody. They said, we're going to do it. We're going to walk out. They were the day shift. So they walked out and uh, immediately there's lines of cars at the McDonald's. I guess uh, he called his general manager and kind of she was already on her way out of the company as well. But she decided she was going to come down and support uh, everybody. And as you mentioned, Dustin, for his part, uh, the assistant general manager, you know, he did say, I'm going to help everybody else try to get a better paying job. They knew of a Burger King down the street who was offering more money and just whatever they can do to help the crew that was walking out. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And so he does call his general manager, Stephanie uh, Kelly. She'd been with the company 10 years. And so she also decided to leave in the kind of the week before. So there's walkouts on one day, but literally in the week before the walkout, other folks are starting to leave, both uh, Stephanie and Dustin find other jobs. And so they walk out, the cars are at the drive-thru. Stephanie texts the night shift crew saying, hey, your day shift just walked out, you know, essentially I think you should quit too. Let's all quit. But I respect whatever you do. You don't have to. And then uh, soon, you know, they're piling in the car to drive over to the Burger King and help everyone put in applications there. As I mentioned at the beginning, you know, we've seen other walkouts. There was a Burger King in Nebraska, Del Taco in Ohio. We don't really have any definitive numbers on these small scale walkouts. I guess the Bureau of Labor Statistics does keep track of them, but only when they're big major stoppages, you know, a thousand or more workers. But this is kind of emblematic of what we've seen throughout the country, especially as the pandemic hit and everything changed. I mean, so many stories are swirling around in the news right now about how the job market has completely 
been flipped upside down. And for these workers, low paying workers, you know, working tons of hours for the first time, they saw a little bit of power, hopefully that they can get something swing in their, in their favor. And that, you know, that's why they did it. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody can sense that there's just been a bit of a power shift. They're more in demand. And so that's part of it. And then the other frustration too, which we haven't talked about is just, you know, masks and the fights over masks and how much stress the pandemic and those fights have put on low wage workers, particularly service workers. Yeah. They were put in the middle of so many other, um, you know, competing factors, right? Uh, people not wanting to do it and regulations, you know, telling them that they had to. For this particular McDonald's, workers had started off at 825 because of the pandemic. Uh, they boosted it a dollar to 925, still very tough. What did we hear about as far as reactions from either the franchise owner or McDonald's corporate with this situation? The franchise owner didn't really respond to my many requests for interviews. I you know, sent a long list of sort of detailed questions about what was going on. McDonald's didn't either, other than to sort of express their concern and frustration with uh, many of the allegations in the story. So they said they were upset about that or concerned about that, uh, but beyond that, didn't really respond. So the other thing that plays out through all of this is, you know, you hear a story about low-wage workers, fast food workers walking out of their job, and the reactions start piling in. I guess in this case, there was a Facebook group that, um, you know, was talking about this. And really, you just started seeing things on all sides of it, people calling them lazy, people doing this, some people sticking up for them also saying, hey, you don't know what the conditions are like. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, because that's where the rest of it plays out kind of in the national conversation. Yeah, that's what I found so interesting. So Bradford's a pretty poor town. It's a sort of post-industrial town uh, that's lost a lot of jobs and a lot of people. And so this Facebook group is a really interesting just window into that debate. It's a members-only Facebook group, so you've got to ask to join. So most of the people are from Bradford. And so most of the people are not that different from many of these fast food workers. Some are making a little bit more. Some are making about the same. It's a lot of low-wage workers and a really fierce debate about whether they deserve more pay. A lot of people felt like, hey, you're flipping burgers. You signed up for it. You know, if you don't like it, it's your own fault. Others feeling like everyone deserves a living wage, especially if they're working hard and showing up every day. You know, we're talking about Dustin Snyder, the assistant general manager. He was pulling 60 hours a week, you know, at the peak of things when workers couldn't come in and he had to pull extra hours. You know, a lot of the criticism was like, you know, yeah, you deserve this low pay. Go get a job. Go get another job. Go back to school. I mean, that's pretty hard to do when you're pouring all of your time and effort into something like this. And as we mentioned, you know, the pay is not matching up. So uh, a lot of times people feel like they're in, in, in these kind of spirals. You know, you can't get out, really. Yeah, I felt that way, particularly about these McDonald's workers. When you're paying that low in terms of the folks who were there. So there are about 24 people working in the store when I towards the end there. You know, at least five of them were people with special needs, either intellectual disabilities or physical disabilities like epilepsy that prevented them from driving and operating a car. So you're only going to be able to work within walking distance of where you live. That really limits your options. Two others were 17-year-old girls who had been sort of forced out of their homes by their parents, so they were homeless and didn't have vehicles either. So a lot of people, all, those, all that advice is great advice, you know, get better jobs, go back to school, get better training. All those things are great, but it's also beyond some people. Yeah, they started a uh, text group, I guess, with each other, and they called themselves the McRejects. You know, they kept in touch, and, and they tried to kind of support one another, which was nice. 
I do want to get towards the end of the story and all of this. One month later, you know, after things had kind of uh, cleared down, a lot of them did find better paying jobs, some at these other fast food restaurants. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, almost everybody found better paying jobs. Some, you know, Tim Hortons Donuts was paying $12 an hour. I know of at least three people that went there. Um, a couple went to Burger King, which was paying $10 an hour. You know, there's a lumber mill that's had desperate for kind of low skill workers and a bunch of them, at least four went to the lumber mill. You know, we're making, I think they started at twelve fifty an hour and some have even gotten raises beyond that. You know, and Dustin, for Dustin Snyder, for his part, uh, you know, comes out looking really good in this story, right? He did mention at the beginning, I want to help everybody find a better job. And, you know, when you get, when you caught up with him a month later, uh, he was waking up. He he got a couple people a job at the lumber bill, a lumber mill he was working at. He was waking up extra early in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning to go pick them up. As you mentioned, some of them didn't have cars or, or rides or anything. Uh, so he was at least going that extra mile to go help them out. And kind of the, the big slap in the face, I guess, right? They went through all of this. Uh, and he goes by that McDonald's at the end and he sees that they have a, a new sign. They're hiring starting at $10 an hour. You know, some of that initial stuff that they were hoping for that just give us a little bit more money. Show us you appreciate us. They went through all of this. They walked out. At least they came out on top on the other side. But in the end, the McDonald's had to end up raising some of the wages anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I think Justin took that as a slap in the face in part because he realized it really wasn't about the pay. It was a little bit about the pay. But it was more about just, you know, letting him and the others know who was really boss around here in it making it clear it wasn't them. Yeah. It's just an interesting look into this one particular story, as we mentioned in Bradford, Pennsylvania, but uh, this is happening all over the place. And, uh, you know, when people get mad at these workers and everything, you know, a lot of this stuff isn't necessarily their fault, right? Uh, the corporate structures around it, all these other factors around it kind of impact what's happening, but uh, just a really good look. There's a lot of details we didn't get to in the story. So I suggest everybody go out and uh, read Greg's complete piece. Greg Jaffe, national reporter at the Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, thanks a ton for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.